Hello, everybody. This is the Stronghold Podcast, and I'm here with one of my students, uh, Jake Edies. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm a uh, little surprised to be on screen, but enjoying it nevertheless. Yeah. Talk some, so, some fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See so, where it goes. Well, I was supposed to have another guy on the podcast. I was supposed to have hung out on the podcast. He's the captain of the Singapore National Wrestling Team. But we got fucking confused, and he thought that the podcast was over Zoom, and then it ended up being face-to-face, and we were here at like 4.30 ready to go, and then he's like, okay, man, so when can we start? And then he's at home because he thought it was Zoom, and I wanted to make sure that we still got some content out, so Jake decided to step in. In his defense, a lot of things have been on Zoom in the past few months, so you know. Yes, (laughs) and thankfully, Jake was here to try and make sure that we could get our sound quality fixed, because he's a sound engineer and a musician, and is a lot more well-versed with all this shit. And I know everybody who's listened to the podcast the past few weeks that the echo has been a pain in the ass. We are trying to, like like hell, to resolve the problem. Hence, Jake being here. So, Jake, I appreciate you. And we've got our Heinekens. So, we're we're ready to go. So, um, we don't really have a... What's the word I'm looking for? A a schedule of what we're going to talk about. We said we'd start with fights today. Yes, Fight Island. Yeah, you you will be starting with the role of expert, and (laughs) I will be starting with the role of um, non-expert who has a lot of questions. Well, to be fair, you are a a jiu-jitsu blue belt. You train here at Stronghold. You're not a fucking total noob. (laughs) Admittedly, any questions about how to do, you know, a basic triangle choke or an armbar, I am all over those ones outside of that <laughs> but that's okay we, we can work yeah, yeah. with that but you're also an avid mma fan <laughs> yes yes yeah, yeah. and true, uh true. the fights were on today the first big fights at fight island three huge title fights so anyway you know what dude it's good i'm glad we get to just talk some mma we get to do a little podcast figure out our sound issues and then moving forward with uh hopefully bruno Amrim next week we can make sure that the podcast is, is nice and clean and sounding good and we can talk about fights in the meantime what were your th- uh thoughts on the fight man like what, what fights did you manage to see? So I, I only saw the main card. Uh, I didn't watch the prelims. But apparently there was an absolute uh, blind on the prelims that we can't talk about because neither of us saw it. So Which one? Which one did you hear was, was good? Uh, Vol- Volkanovski, was it? Who was on the prelims? No, no uh, time. Ozdemir. Oh, Ozdemir. Ozdemir. Oh, I saw that one. Oh. I actually saw that one. So let me pull up the card here. Yeah, Ozdemir fought this guy. Can you, can you open that yeah, shit for yeah. me, man? Ozdemir fought this guy, this uh, Czech guy. And man, he was weird. I don't know, for anybody listening to the podcast, Charmaine described him as like drunken master. Because <laughs> I mean, this guy was fucking weird, man. His name is uh, Projaka or Prochaska. Pro, definitely how you say that. Yep. Yeah, 100% right the first time. There's just no, no way I got it wrong. And uh, he's this Czech guy. I think his record was like 26 and 3 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. Pretty good. Apparently, he'd gotten offered a UFC contract several years ago but uh, decided that he wasn't quite ready yet. Mm. And then now he came in, and I'll tell you what, man, the, the commentators and everybody were hyping this dude up hard because Ozdemir, ranked seven. Yeah, yeah, And, uh, yeah. I mean, he fought DC for the title, like, last year, maybe a year and a half ago or something yeah. like that. Two years, I guess, when DC was the light, light heavyweight champion. And so, dude, that, I mean, they were hyping this guy up, and he was, looked really weird, man. He kept, like, looking at his hand. Like, he would, he would stand sideways and be like, he would look at his fist and be like, surprise. And then he would just, and, and he would just had this weird, really, really offbeat movement to his, to just the way that he was doing things. His hands were always down low. And, and not, like, when they were not engaging, but also when they were engaging. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. It's like if I put my hands down when you can't reach me, and I'm kind of doing this kind of thing. But then once I step into the pocket, when I'm like throwing my right hand, my left hand needs to be up high. His down on his hip. So he was doing a lot of things that 
weren't good. It's just everything about his energy was confusing. <laughs> but then he ended up sleeping up, man. Like, knocked Ozdemir the fuck out bad. And like, he was out for a long time. Ozdemir's legit as well. Like you say, like, he fought DC for the belt, yeah, within the last two years. Mm. So... And he, almost, he got wobbled earlier in the fight, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly this guy's a, a legit prospect. He, they said on the broadcast that he beat a guy, he beat C.B. Dalloway, who's a pretty, pretty decent, well-known vet, and then uh, some other guys. But, you know, for his first fight in the UFC, this was his debut. Yeah, so they yeah, gave yeah. him a pretty tough fight first, and he knocked the guy out bad. But he left some things to be desired in terms of his technical ability. And he just looked... Man, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch yeah, him yeah, fight. Go he looked weird like, as fuck. Like yeah, everything, <laughs> everything about it was awkward. And you know who else I like? Uh, I got a lot of Russian students, right? So yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them, you know, and and Russia's by the way taking over the UFC. We'll talk about Piotr Jan in in a little <clears> bit. <throat> but did you see uh, this guy called uh, Muslim Salikov? Was, uh, I didn't see him today. Yeah, he he fought today. His name is like the Kung Fu. Damn it, I wish I could Google it. It's like the Kung Fu master or the... King, oh, the king of Kung Fu. But he's this Dagestani guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he's got the best wheel kicks, the best heel kicks I've ever seen. Yeah. And you know, you come to my kickboxing classes, we're always doing those wheel kicks, right? Just to practice. I mean, a lot of people are, I'm not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to do Yeah, them. yeah, we're really trying. I'm shit at him too, man. I put up a video yesterday of me doing him with Charmaine. Like, I can do a right one with my right leg Yeah. pretty decently. Once my goofy-ass left leg starts doing them, shit gets a little weird. <laughs> and I definitely couldn't do it quick enough to land it in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. man, this guy's got some... F he's correctly called the king of kung fu because he throws all kinds of spinning shit, which is weird for, like, a Russian fighter. <laughs> they're, they're normally more known for their wrestling, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, Zabit. Zabit does yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. He does all that stuff. Dude, I think in Dagestan, they do a lot of uh, traditional martial arts. You know who's another one? I mean, she's not Russian, but... Uh, is Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. Oh. She's got great spinning attacks. She can kick every way. She can do spinning back kicks, heel kicks, spinning back fists, and Zabit can do those things. This, the Salikov guy can do them. Like, those Russians aren't just wrestlers, but could you imagine Khabib? Khabib <laughs> doing like, like a, I'm just going to throw a wheel kick. Yeah. Mm, could you imagine Khabib yeah. throwing a wheel kick? Or Fedor? Who, 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 well, <laughs> who's, he, he got Gaethje next. So that yeah. should be his move. He should come out straight off the bat. Flying wheel kick. Flying wheel kick. I'm see sure. what happens. Well, Gaethje's not going to try to take him down. So if, no, he's, no. <laughs> if he's ever going to pull his wheel kick out, this is probably this is the, time. the time to go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, that Muslim Salah Cup guy is quite interesting. He, he fought this Brazilian. I can't remember the guy's name. I actually thought that Salah Cup lost the fight. It was pretty close, but I, I thought he lost. He ended up winning the split decision, I think. And that was the second to last fight on the main card before this guy that knocked out uh, Volkan Ozdemir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, did you see... Uh, did you see the whole main card? Did you see Paige Van Zandt fight that uh, Hebus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that girl cracks me up. <clears throat> Hebus, she's like, she's so bubbly. She's got this really charismatic energy about her. She's always like laughing and smiling. But she's a beast. You see Paige Van Zandt, she was like a plus 600 underdog or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she um, so, oh, now, now to my area of expertise, she got caught in an armbar. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I did. <laughs> I was aware of this armbar <laughs> yeah. thing that I've heard I of. I've heard of those. I was like, Indy, come. Sorry, Indy's my daughter. Uh, I was like, Indy, come look, an armbar. Girls doing armbars. You do armbars on people. You're trying to slowly just be like, hey, look, look, yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd she say? When you, Indy so, trains here. She trains the stronghold she, with, with she my does. wife. Oh, she, she loves your. I, I said earlier she absolutely loves Charmaine. Uh, Charmaine is 
possibly one of her favourite people in the world. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Indy, come look, look, look. Girls are fighting. You can fight too. And yeah, Indy got excited because she saw an armbar and she knew, she knew what it was as well. So, you know, me and her, same level. <laughs> Did, you, yeah. Did you think, like, honestly, I thought, I, I thought Paige Van Zandt could be a live dog going into that fight. Like, I thought... You know, obviously the Hebus girl, she's a huge favorite, like probably the biggest favorite on the whole card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, clearly there's there's a lot of hype around her, but I, I thought that that Paige could at least give her problems. But man, she got thrown on her head and armbarred quick. Yeah, she just seemed to get stuck. Like she got stuck in the position and she couldn't get out of it. Realized she couldn't get out of it, and then got armbarred. And was like, yeah, let's Although let's that, fight another day. That transition was pretty slick, though. You see what she did? Because she she went head and arm, right? She did the head yeah, and arm yeah, toss. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is like people can pop out pop their head out and get onto your back and then Paige did manage to pop her head out but then in the transition Rebus took her back somehow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then ended up uh, finishing the armbar which was pretty nasty dude like I thought she was going to break that arm oh well to the extent where even afterwards like Paige tapped and then she was like are you okay yeah (laughs) sorry if I've just broke your arm because it was one of those things where and this has happened to me where you're you're kind of rolling when an arm bar happens and it's difficult to tap when you're like on your fucking head and people's weight are rolling and they're jerking on it 100% because it's in a fight I remember one time I was rolling with um, with uh, Bruno Bruno Cunha he's the head coach at 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 New Fit now, and we used to work together at Trifecta. Yeah. Bro, one time he threw an arm bar on me so fast, and it was like, a, you know, the shin behind the neck arm yeah, bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw the shin behind the neck arm bar. And, you know, I, I had one hand out as a post because what it does is it flips you. Yeah. Right? So you push the shin behind the neck, and then it turns you and it f- flips you. It makes you do a forward roll, and then you finish in the traditional position. And, like, my arm was out as a post to try to stop being flipped. And he was still going to fucking flip me whether <laughs> yeah, I liked it or I'm not. I'm going anyway. <laughs> and then in the process, like, also my hand was trapped and he was going fast yeah, on this yeah, thing, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, you know that scene in uh, Talladega Nights where the car is flipped upside <laughs> down and he's like, I'm flying through the air right now. <laughs> it, was like, it was like that. I was in slow motion going and I'm like, my arm's about to get broken right now. Because he was going so fast and I was so fucked and I had no arms to tap because I was like, posting here and this is the other one was the one that yeah, he was like yeah, trying yeah. to break off and shit and i was like oh my god he's gonna snap my arm he's gonna snap my arm he's gonna snap thankfully he didn't he had control <laughs> but i remember like is that moment i was upside down i was oh, like i'm never gonna be able to use my arm again <laughs> in, in uh when i was literally like a first white belt so i started in uh, shanghai at place uh, shanghai bjj i remember getting stuck in the same thing and literally my arms going towards the floor but like fully extended Nowhere for it to go apart from, yeah, my arm's going to hit there and my elbow's going to go that way. And just the coach running across the room, stop, stop, oh, really? stop. Like, oh, you just saved my arm. That's a good coach. <laughs> yeah, that's that, a very good he's coach. He's very aware yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Stan, Stan Tan was the guy's name. First, first mainland Chinese black belt. Super nice guy. He's Chinese. <laughs> or, oh, okay, see. I was like, wow, really? Yeah, no, technically. Was yeah. he one of these like Brazilian Chinese? Or no, was no, 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 no. Uh, but I think uh, a super nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's China, mainland China's first black belt. But is he Chinese? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you seen a little sketch about it at first. Okay, that's interesting. He is. <laughs> there was this old guy. Uh, he used to fight in the WEC. Zhang, I think his name was. He was called the Mongolian Wolf. And this is how long I've been watching MMA, right? This would have been back in the WEC days. So it's, it's been yeah, quite yeah, a while. Yeah. And I remember them saying he was China's first brown belt. <laughs> and that was since I've been watching it. <laughs> yeah. So if you think of like 
the infancy of, of Chinese MMA, which is why someone like Zhang Weili is so fucking good for the market, especially the fact that how fucking hilarious is it the first great Chinese mixed martial arts fighter is woman? a woman? Yep. How yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. awesome is that? <clears throat> oh, but these... These, yeah, I think one of the beauties of MMA generally is like, you know, it's one of the few sports where there's actually parity between the men and the women. Like, Rousey used to be the best paid fighter and stuff like that. And it's, you know, having a young daughter, it's like, well, let's watch this sport and not the football where the women are paid a yeah. fraction of the men. Isn't it? It's one of the only sports. Well, I think it's, I think what's, it's the only what's sport. The only other sport that I can think of where some women are just as, they draw in as much of a crowd as maybe tennis like Serena and Venus Williams back in the day, they could really bring it. Not as much as the men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not more like Ronda. I mean, Ronda. It, it, oh, Ronda her, was the top paid. Yeah, at, it, like, her, which is fucking awesome. I mean, I, I still think MMA is the best. And how hilarious is that that it is? Because <laughs> name me one woman's sport, one female sport, where like people are just as down to watch. Dude, the fucking we'll we'll talk about Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade in a minute. But the, name me a better weight class in MMA than the female strawweight division. Strawweight, right? Oh, but you even go beyond, like, who's the, like, arguably, who's the best champion in MMA right now? Well, it's Amanda Nunes by a million miles. Yeah, like, exactly. She's beat all the legends. Every, every single title belts. holder. <laughs> yeah. Of, every single title holder in the belt's history. Yep. Fucked them all up. Oh, <laughs> Like, not just a little bit either. Dominated oh. all of them. Yeah. Everybody, like, there's not a single person that disputes the fact that she's the GOAT. Mm. Like, you know, every sport, it's like, oh, who's the greatest of all time? Like, you can always debate. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amanda Nunes. Yes. There's no, there's no question. The only close fight she ever had was with Valentina Shevchenko, who's another fucking GOAT. Like, not overall, because Amanda beat her twice, but, like, she's so dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but when she fought Cyborg, like... Everyone was like, oh, Cyborg's gonna, she's too, Cyborg's too strong, Cyborg's too powerful. And then I think the first time ever someone hit Chris Cyborg and she was like, oh shit, this is what it's like to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how crazy is that? Like, name me any other really famous, well known female combat sports athlete. Go. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, you got Ronda I Rousey, mean, but. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, MMA. But that's MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of MMA, name me the best female boxer of all time. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Muay Thai? No. You know where you do know? You know in jiu-jitsu and you know in mixed martial arts. Like, you know you know Gabby Garcia, you know uh, Mackenzie Dern, you know fucking... Uh, oh, great Grace, Grace Gundam. Kira Gracie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a great a female jiu-jitsu as well. It's like, man, th- there is not a single sport that's as as friendly to both sexes as mixed martial arts. Even in Asia, like even here, like you look at one, oh, Angela Lee. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's yeah. one of their number one stars, like upcoming Stamp Fairtex. Yeah. She's another like huge, like bona fide star. And uh, even Michelle Nicolini, she's, I mean, she's fighting in one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a fucking amazing thing. And then, yeah, the fact that the Chinese fighter, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the top the Chinese fighter in the world that everyone knows is a female. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. And then, so what What's your thoughts? You watched the, the Rose, no, I mean, Eunice on Josh fight? Yeah. Oh, so that's the way to go. And like, Nami Eunice is obviously then going to go on and fight. Uh, what's the Chinese lady? Zhang Weili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's going to be. How was it, DC? Described it? Doug Rose! Doug Rose! <laughs> yeah. When she that, knocked out Ioana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's going to be a hell of a fight. And th- that's like power then versus precision. Yeah. Like, it's going to be which one of those two things is going to win. Yeah. 
So that's, yeah. Yeah, for the women's division. You know what's really like, fight. dude, watching Rose and Yunus fight, I told Charmaine, we watched it today, I was like, man, if you want to model yourself after anyone, her. When you watch her come in and out, she looks like she's floating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's nothing, she just glides, and you, you look her, and it's like, is, is, are her feet even on the ground? She's so long, she, everything's at the very end of her range. She'll come, she'll pivot out, she floats away from the side of the cage, so she's never, like, yeah. getting pinned up against the cage. Like, man, for a female, it's fucking... So technical, like her stand-up is so good. She looks like she's about to get cracked and then just like half an inch back and it misses. Although Andrade did yeah, catch her there in that third round. round. Three, yeah, yeah. Round, yeah, round three was pretty rough, dude. <laughs> yeah. Her eye was, <laughs> man, her eye. Did you see the post-fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her, uh, just a bit of ice and some steak. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, put some, put some cold meat on that Go thing. It'll be fine. Like it. It'll absolutely take care of it. But, I mean, they have to do Jean Lee and, and Rose now. That's the biggest fight mm. in the division. Followed up by the best female fight of all time, which was Joanna and, and Jean Lee. Did, yeah, did you yeah, catch yeah, that yeah. one? I saw the highlights. I didn't actually... Uh, I forget which card it was on. I didn't end up watching it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that fight was fucking insane, dude. Like, but, Joanna's a beast. She just does not give a single fuck at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but... You, it's, uh, but it's one of those weird ones that, like, Joanna looks like she can beat anyone apart from Rose. Like, Rose just looks somehow to have the measure of her every time. Like, something about their styles and the way they go at it, and Rose just looks... Like, it doesn't look like Joanna can beat her. Well, I mean, it's all about the styles, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of history of this happening to boxers, right? Yep. I mean, if you think of... Uh, if you think of someone like Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier and then uh, George Foreman fighting Joe Frazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like Muhammad Ali, like Joe Frazier, he, he should have won twice against Ali. He beat him in the first fight. Yeah. Right, he landed the left hook, dropped him in the fight of the century. Then they had the rematch, the thrill in Manila. They both were so fucked up at the end of the round that Muhammad Ali's corner, or he told his corner to cut off his gloves. And then Joe Frazier said he still wanted the fight, but his corner threw in the towel. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, the only yeah. reason Ali won that fight. And then, uh, but you look at Joe Frazier when he fought, um, when he fought George Foreman, George Foreman just wrecked him, oh. just wrecked him, destroyed him, knocked him out twice, like brutally. Yeah. And then, so you see that and, you know, sometimes people just have each other's numbers. Even if, even if you're the best fighter in the world, if you go against that one guy whose style can be like, uh, I think of like Dustin Poirier. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Like Dustin Poirier fighting Khabib. That, that's not Poirier's fight. No. Like, against anyone else in the world, mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier can beat you. Right. Conor McGregor was standing because yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. fought or whatever. But, but that's just not his, his style of fight, right? Because he's going to grab you. He's going to mangle you. Like, he made Poirier look like he wasn't on the same level, which is, of course, not true. But then it's crazy when Poirier makes everyone else look bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> or just, like, weak-willed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. Listen, I think Dustin Poirier is the most entertaining fighter of all time. People will say Justin Gaethje. Yep. Fucking, okay. I agree with that. <laughs> Justin Gaethje is literally insane. Poirier beat him. Yep. Finished him. He had a crazy fight with Eddie Alvarez. Crazy fight with Justin Gaethje. Dan Hooker. Like, all of his most recent fights, you're just like, God damn, what is this dude made of? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Never quits. Ever. Like, man, uh, we were having this conversation just a while ago. Name me a division ever in the history of combat sports that's better than the UFC lightweight division in the last three years. Like, all of the best fights. But like you throw in then as well, like Ferguson, but then he lost the Gaethje. But like Ferguson's 
a beast. Like all of them. Like Connor, you throw Connor in there as well. Like uh, he, again to go back to my point. It then whose style beats whose style, and it seems like Khabib's style beats everyone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, until uh, until he loses, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then mm, Gaethje can wrestle. Yeah, he can. Although he's never shown it. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't bother because yeah. he can also... We've only speed. heard yeah. he can wrestle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he wrestled in college, but no one actually knows because he's never tried a single takedown or, like, defended one. Allegedly, he can wrestle. He's also really good at punching people in the face, so he does that a lot as well. I mean, think about the best fights of the last few years, right? I mean, the Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway, amazing yep. fight. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, amazing fight. Dustin Poirier, Eddie Alvarez, amazing fight. Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker, amazing fight. Dan Hooker, Paul Felder, fucking amazing fight. Like, of course, then you have Connor, you have Eddie Alvarez in the mix. Yeah. I mean, but Paul so Felder and, and Edson Barboza, like, dude, those fights were fucking crazy. Like, that lightweight <clears throat> division is so... Tony Ferguson just butchers everybody that's not Justin Gaethje. And, of course, you have Gaethje in there. Like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, but then, like, crazy. Saying, like, as well, like, Eddie Alvarez has gone to one, but he beat Gaethje. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah but then Connor absolutely smoked Alvarez. Starts so, him. who's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. throw Connor in the mix, too. I mean, yep. Connor and Poirier makes the most sense for the next fight. Winner of that fight gets mm. the title fight against whoever wins between Gaethje yeah, and, yeah, and Khabib. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, but. Because he, he just beat Hooker in an amazing fight. Yep. So, and Poirier <clears throat> still deserves to be the top contender. Other than Khabib and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tony's in there, but Tony's prop. Tony can oh, fight Poirier. How much, how much do you want to see? Like, and it's cursed, obviously. Like to the extent where a global pandemic stops it from happening. But like, how much do you want to see Khabib Ferguson? I know, I know, <laughs> but I can't even go down that road, dude. I'm just so jaded. I can't I even. I, my fear is that if they make that fight happen, we're going to be invaded by aliens. Yeah, <laughs> something will stop <laughs> yeah, it from yeah. happening. Like right? mega volcano, something, some, some world-ending event if they make that fight again. But you know what? Like, honestly, Khabib get, uh, sorry, uh, Tony Ferguson get hit a lot. And I know he's not really, like, he doesn't really have a head coach and he's getting older and stuff. Like, that window is, especially yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. after Justin Gaethje, that window has gone down and gone down. But Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, no, but that I, would be yeah. insanity. I think as well, right... Who's tougher than but, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ferguson and Khabib, just to see, like, Ferguson off his back is, like, amazing. And then Khabib on top. Just, I just want to see that and see yeah. what happens. Like, what wins? Being on the bottom or being on top? That's, that's definitely the intrigue of the fight. But good luck subbing Khabib. Yeah. And, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell me one person who didn't get their face pounded in by Khabib when they were on their backs. Oh, but Tony Zero Ferguson people loves being ever. punched, so it's fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, but then even, even Justin Gaethje, that thing he did where he spit, remember at the end of the fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he like, shook his head and was like, Whoa, and I was like, oh my God, what is that? Did he just have a fucking aneurysm? Like, that was scary. Yeah, Watching yeah, yeah, yeah. him just sh shake like that, and you're just like, dude, stop the fight. Like, that was, made me cringe watching that. So speaking of uh, stop the fight... Aldo Jan. <laughs> yeah, that was. What did you think about that? Uh, it should have been stopped a minute earlier than it was because. Release, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who did you have winning going into going toward the end of it? I think Jan was. It was close, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was competitive yeah. for yeah. sure. But then he gets him down, and why the ref's not like 
he's just getting hit and hit and hit. Over and, over. and, and his not, arms are pinned like that. Like, oh. And he's not trying to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not rolling the guard or yeah. something. But he's tough as well. So he's never going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to tap because, yeah, I'm getting pounded on. But that's why you got a ref. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> to save them from yeah, 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 themselves. Yeah. And, right. and a corner. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's one where the corner could be like, okay, look. Your 33-year-old Jose Aldo, who's been fighting for 13 years, who already looks like he's 50 years old, yep. and he's 33. But do you want to be the person in Jose Aldo's corner who throws the title in? Well, if you're his coach, <laughs> I don't know if like Andre Pedaneris is in his corner. That's yep. the guy who gave him his black belt and has cornered yep. him most of his career. He's known him since he was like a teenager. Yeah. If yeah, yeah, Andre yeah. Pedaneris throws in the towel, you got to be like, okay, dude, you're done. Because yeah. I have to save you from yourself. Because you're 33 years old, which is like... When you're him, and when you've been fighting as often as him, you may as well be 100. You're a fucking dinosaur. Yep. And then you're getting... How many unanswered shots? We should probably look this up at some point. How many unanswered shots when he was in that turtle position in the last oh, round do you think he, he took? He was just raining down on 40? And then Was the it ref, 40? Yeah. The ref would be like, oh, I'm going to stop it. And then Aldo would like move his shoulder slightly. Be like, oh, keep on then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, keep pounding him into oblivion. Yeah. Oh, he moved his shoulder. He's fine. But it's like, at what point... Does any of that body language make you think he can win the fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he was down on the rounds as well. Like, it's not like he... You can understand that if the ref thought, well, if he survives this round, he's won. Yeah. But I don't think that was the case. Like, he was probably down on the rounds as well, so... He probably... Especially when... It could have been 2-2. Two to two. Yeah. I, I had it 3-1. to one. Yeah. It could have been 2-2. Two to two. Let's say that, you know, fucking MMA judges and, and, and shit, but... <laughs> I had it three to one going yeah. into that last round. But do you think he's going to come back and win this round from that position? No. What are no, we doing no, here? No. Like, what are we doing? Oh, he was just pinned to the floor and but, hit in the face. But Pyotr Jan, second Russian champion. Allegedly, they're taking over. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Yep. And you got a lot of other guys in the mix. You got, you got uh, the. Uh, Volkov at heavyweight. I yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. ranked five. Yep. Four or five. And he's one of the few younger heavyweights. Yeah. I think he's like 31 or 32. Like the average age of the heavyweight division. Stipe's 38, I think, and DC's 40, mm. and Francis is still younger-ish. I think he's 35, 36. Yeah. And then uh, Volkov is, I think, the youngest of the whole bunch. And then you got uh, Zabit at 145. Like If you think of like Pyotr Jan, Zabit, and Khabib, that's... 35, 45, 55, yeah. all potential yeah. Russian champions. And then you have a top five Russian heavyweight. <laughs> and then you have even other guys like Islam Makachev. He's, he's highly ranked as well. Um, I don't know what other Russian, but I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. they're coming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going to get a lot of people problems. In a lot of ways. Some fighters have been like, oh, thank God for COVID. Those Russians can't come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even... Um, Apparently, with uh, Piotr Jan and Jose Aldo, they were training partners before. I'd, I'd never heard that until the broadcast. Yeah. But they said, like, they had mentioned on the on the broadcast that four or five years ago, Piotr Jan trained with Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo was, like, busting him up and sparring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now today. <laughs> not not times anymore. Times have changed, man. Times have changed. So, what else? Oh, let's talk about the main event. Well, uh, <sighs> let's, let's get to the main let's, event. Let's jump on back and okay. go for fighters who have other fighters' number. So, mm. uh... I thought Holloway won. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned that but yet. But does Volkanovski have his number? Like, is, is it that Holloway can beat anyone in that division apart from this one man? Well, I mean, it's pretty weird. Like, 
I don't think MMA should be judged the same way that boxing is. But it's pretty hard to say that Holloway dropped him in the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somehow loses the fight whenever he just got, like, slightly leg kicked and, like, taken down for, like, a half a second in the fourth and fifth round. So I had Holloway... I had to go... So I watched the fight all the way to the end. And then end of round five, ding, 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 bell goes. And I had to go somewhere else. So I got in the car, confident that Holloway won the fight. I was absolutely amazed when I got like, done deal. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, Holloway's won that, like, brilliant. I'm not even going to watch the decision. Just yeah, 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 like, he must have won. That's how confident I was. I, maybe the fifth round, I thought he lost, but even that. I think he got taken know. down in the fourth, man, but this, I'm a wrestler. That was my <laughs> yeah, first yeah, yeah. ever thing. But some of these, like, takedowns, winning rounds, I mean, I don't disagree that they can. Yeah. If it's a razor close round and like the striking differential is similar and the same land, stri- strikes land and a timely takedown can win you the round for sure, but like if you don't do anything with it, what yeah. are we doing? It's like even when Volkanovski got those couple takedowns in the last few, for sure that's what won in the fight. Yeah, because the the stand up in those later rounds was pretty even. They're both poking at each other, right? Yeah, and then a couple timely takedowns, but it's like man, what do we? That can't. If you have a 10-9 scoring system, right? 10 points or less. Yeah. That's what the UFC uses. How can I drop you to your knee or drop you from a punch or a whatever? Head kick. Holloway caught him with a head kick in the first yeah. or second round. And then he dropped him with a punch in the, the other round. How can you possibly score that a 10-9, but then a round where we're exactly the same, and then you get a little takedown, and then within 10 seconds I pop back up, yeah. and uh, it'd be scored the same? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And... and, and what was weird to me was, like, if, if round one or two had an extra minute to it, so if there were six-minute rounds for some reason, then Holloway potentially can finish the fight, whereas at no point in, the, in that fight did I think, like, oh, Holloway's in trouble and Volkanovski's got him. Whereas I think, yeah, definitely round one and two, you're like, oh, if the round was another minute, he wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. I... I th- really think the <clears throat> excuse me that the scoring needs to be revamped. They need to figure out a new way to. So my theory is, and it's an interesting thing. There's not enough draws. Yeah. Like how many fights you see where you're like, I don't know which way this has gone. I'd love this to be a draw and see it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if it was a draw, Volkanovski would technically retain the title. But, but then, but then you're guaranteed to see. You know what I like? I like the. This is an old an old scoring criteria that someone had come up with years ago that I remember hearing about, but I like scoring on a 0.5 system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just makes sense, right? The only thing that it allows you to do is be slightly more precise. Yeah. So it's like, why do I have to give you a 10.9? Why can't I give you like a 10.9.5 or a 10.8.5 or a 9.5? You know what I mean? Yeah. You just yeah, go yeah. to half a degree You've more. Just them up. Yeah, because yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense why you can't be like, okay, if, if in round one when Holloway dropped Volkanovski, you're like, okay, that's a 10-9. Well, in boxing, it would be a 10-8, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's slightly more dominant than a standard, like, pitter-patter move, right? Like, if I just pitter-pat you, I slightly outland you, okay, that's a 10-9. But if I drop you and I get a near finish or whatever, then it's a half point. If it's not a full point, because boxing, it is a full point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not, if we, if it's not a full point, well, then let's give half a point. But I think, I think that's, yeah, that's the point as well, like, in that fight, which was an amazing fight, who was the person who was closest to finishing it? Yeah, clearly Holloway. Holloway. Yeah. So he should get something for that. And 
at very least it's a draw. So yeah. we can watch them fight again. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But again, even in a draw, he kind of loses. Because the champion retains in a draw. Yeah. But whatever. I still agree with you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but at least then, like, it's a draw, you're definitely going to fight again. Whereas now it's going to be, well, you've lost two in a row. Two in a row. You don't get a title shot next time. You know, one of those things that makes me think of, did you ever see, and I'm going back old school here, did you ever see the Lyoto Machida Rampage Jackson fight? The one where Rampage Samson? him? No. No, Rampage won, but it was like one of those decisions where like Rampage just like jabbed him, kept him away, like landed one or two more strikes in the first or second round, and yep. then Machida fucked him up in the third round, and then Rampage wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he won the first two rounds, I mean, bare, like barely, like you can't yeah, even yeah, register yeah. by how many fewer strikes he landed or whatever. But then Machida had him dead to rights in the third round, and any longer, and it would be, for, he, Machida would have finished him. Yeah. And then Rampage wins that fight, and you watch it, and you're just like, <laughs> okay, I guess. There's got to be a better, all we need with the scoring criteria is more precision. Yeah. Like, we just po- need to be five. able to. I'm, I'm on board with this. Point five. Yeah. It's just a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Like, Let's write a letter. Tell me a way that it's worse. Well, I mean, it's just slightly more precise. Same thing, slightly more precise. There's no way that it doesn't... But they, on, the, on the Stronghold group chat, everyone today without fail was like, Holloway's been robbed. Holloway's been robbed. Whereas if you had that .5 system, so he, you know, he's got that .5 on the first two rounds, yeah, then... If you, and here, here's the reason why it's different than boxing. Boxing, they have 12 rounds, right? Yeah. Old school, 15 rounds. <clears throat> like, losing two points in a 12-round fight, that's something you can overcome. Yeah. Losing two points in a three-round fight, you're yeah, fucked. You're I mean, yeah, you're yeah. done. That's it. You yeah. can coast the whole rest of the fight, and the very least is a draw. Yeah. Like, you can get... Same thing, like, uh, kick someone in the balls, right? The referee takes away one point. You're done. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> I can coast the whole rest of the fight and get a draw, right? Which is massive, darling. Which is basically like, what yeah, that was. hit me there. Yeah, please. Let me yeah. take a break. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is why this point five Because you can't go as dramatic as a full point. Yeah. Because we're dealing with way less rounds... It's really hard to overcome that. So you go with the point five system. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the main event. And we'll wrap this thing up so, so, so the girls can clean. Uh, um, what were your thoughts? Oh, Usman, the most boring champion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will raise you one, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> the previous no, welterweight champion uh, is the only person who's b- more boring than Usman. Although to be fair, you got to give Usman respect for the last fight. You got oh, you got to give him respect for the Colby fight. Brilliant! Like he's on an absolute. But tear. that's the only good, interest, fun to watch fight he's ever had. But that was down to Colby as well. In my in my opinion, like Colby's like, oh, I'm just gonna run forward and punch. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, obviously, he can shut anyone's game down, and and you've got to have respect for that. Like, I entirely do. But do I want to buy a pay-per-view when he's top of the card to watch that? Yeah, no, definitely not. Mm, possibly not. And the people that did didn't buy it for his name. They bought it for no. Masvidal. Yeah. Whereas, oh, you put Masvidal at the top of the card and be like, oh, he's fighting with his BMF belt again and he's going to fight, like, Gaethje or, uh, or Pettis. Like, you name it. I'm 100% buying that pay-per-view. Yeah. Whereas, who, who's going to be the, the next contender in that division? I mean, it could be Leon Edwards. It could be Gilbert Burns, who was supposed to fight him originally. Yeah, yeah well, so that, that was the fight. Like, if a pay-for-you comes out, it's Burns or Are Burns. you going to pay for it? Yeah. yeah. Am I going to buy Either one of those? Mm. Maybe Leon Edwards because he's the British boy and you're... I, I, yeah, I am, uh, am going to cheer him on. Not Edwards, obviously. I, I do that. But 
Whereas if, if Masvidal, you know, you put him against anyone, I'm 100% buying that card, I'm going to watch it. And, and Usman, like, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, going to be dominant, but is he going to do the numbers? Yeah, definitely not. No. And I 100% predicted this was going to happen. <laughs> I, when they're like, oh, this fight, I'm like, okay, let me tell you how it's going to go right now. Because look at every other Usman fight, other yep. than the Colby Covington fight, and none of them were very fun. They were all, like, Woodley and Usman back-to-back are, that's, like, really boring. Like, because Robbie Lawler was the fucking champ before that. Robbie Lawler, Rory Pro- McDonald. one of the greatest, yeah. I mean, to be fair, George St. Pierre could, got boring in the later part of his career, so he's my favorite fighter of all time, so I can't really talk shit. But, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Masvidal only had six days, and most of that was spent cutting weight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just he, knew, he, he, and he had a time zone change. He had to go from fucking Florida to Abu Dhabi. Yep. Cut the weight, time zone change, six days notice. He, he definitely as well had, uh, as we are both suffering from the COVID body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, he wasn't as ripped as he normally was. He's been like oh. six days. He, he yeah. said in an interview he's only training like two, three days a week. Yep. Uh, I mean, and you're gonna fight Usman in five rounds, like with a time zone change and a twenty. He, he's not training. Everything from the minute he signed that fight was cutting weight. Yeah. Cutting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and even in watching the fight, right, I could tell his timing was off. Yeah. Like Usman would stick out a jab, and there was like a, a half a second delay for the counter shot that would not have existed if he was. Yep. Fight ready, but primed. But, but the only person I can think of off the top of my head who that's gone well for is Bisping. Yeah. Like, Bisping and Rockhold, and he, he took it on short notice, but Bisping was always known for his cardio. He was always and, training. Yeah, yeah. He no, was never, never like training. Oh, once a week, twice, never. Yeah. That guy was always in the gym. Always in the gym. Yeah. Whereas, I think, you know, you, you give Masvidal a proper camp, and let him prepare and get ready for it and stuff like that. That's yeah, different fight. Yeah, different fight. Awesome. I agree with you completely because, I mean, it's amazing that Masvidal he took everything. Was been get he got up. He wasn't oh, held he, down. He, he wasn't controlled at all. Yeah, and he barely trained at all. Yep. And I saw Usman like sitting on the on the thing in between the corner, like <sighs> just taking these big deep breaths and like you know Masvidal clearly is tired and clearly all that shit, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think that fight could go. doesn't mean it would. It could go differently if they did it again and Masvidal had the full training camp. But, but I would honestly yeah. not be surprised if Masvidal doesn't fight for a title ever again. But again, it's an absolutely stuck division. Like, well. That's why I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a stacked Usman's got to go, well, he's going to fight Burns. Yeah. Because that's the fight that should have been. And then... Or you could yeah. do Burns and, and Leon, Leon Edwards, winner, fights for the title. Yep. Uh, Wonder Boy versus Usman, that'd be interesting. Yeah. There's definitely fights you can do, but it doesn't, can't hold up the fucking jockstrap of the lightweight division, dude. <laughs> the, the featherweight and the lightweight division, and even the bantamweight division. I'll take that any day over the current oh, welterweight no, division. They're, they're, so the future fight, most excited for, uh, what, D, DC Stipe 3? Yeah, that's coming. Oh. That's good. That's good. Get the, the dinosaur heavyweight title. <laughs> like, are they Who doesn't break their hip first? The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoever doesn't break their hip first wins. No disrespect <laughs> to them because I love both of them. But God, we gotta get some young blood oh, into that please, heavyweight please, division. Like, but both of them, like, do that fight. You're both loved. 
Whoever wins wins, like, and then both just please instantly retire. Both, like, yeah. Both should win, or uh, sorry, both should retire after that <laughs> yeah. fight. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. neither one of them want any of the modern day Francis and Gano, dude. <laughs> yeah. None well, of them want to touch that shit. Yeah, I've I've learned to wrestle a little bit, and I can knock you out. From That's it. it. Anyway, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. I needed was a little bit more, just a yeah. little bit more. All right, guys, let's let's finish up here because we have some ladies that are looking to clean this gym. Jake. No, thank you for uh, the unexpected guest. I appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. <laughs> We're going to work on this podcast, guys. It's, it's a learning process. You know, I've been doing this for, I guess, eight months, six or eight months or something. Yeah. And we got a new setup. We got new mics. We're trying to be able to figure out how to put out quality content. But these fucking problems, I learned how to edit, dude. I learned how to fucking like video edit, sound. I'm learning how to sound edit. I got all this new equipment. I, I and like I'm how fucked you're, by you're, all of this. Your attitude towards video editing was literally take a knife to everything. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Because I love podcasting. I don't like all the other shit. But I refuse to not put out an episode. Because this is work, right? Like, I'm going to get them out there. Because the only way that anything you ever do can be successful is is a repetition and fucking work. Discipline. And so I have to get one out every week. And people cancel all the fucking time. Like, someone, we had a miscommunication today. I had someone cancel a couple weeks ago. And then sometimes my producer can't be here. And if that shit happens, I refuse to not put out content. So then I have to just figure that I'm going to do everything. I've got to be able to do everything myself or else the whole thing's fucked. But you think back to like your very first podcast, as it were, like how much better are you now than your first podcast? I didn't know anything then. <laughs> I didn't know anything. This is the second podcast I started, right? I yep. had one in Singapore. I think I'm the oldest podcaster in Singapore. I did my first one in 2014 in Singapore. Now there's like podcasts popping up all over the place and uh, a bunch of people that I've had on this podcast are starting out podcasts now. Ron, Ron's so, podcast? Ron's, Ron, I gave that guy the other day. That was yeah, really enjoyable. Ron started a podcast. Yep. Dr. Allen, he's, Dr. Allen Chung, he's starting a podcast. Uh, and I've heard from other people who are thinking about starting a podcast. I think by the end of the year, like three, four, five maybe people that come on this podcast are going to start. The podcast wave is coming. I said it in the last podcast. And uh, I just decided that I got to be able to do everything. <clears throat> Because uh, I have to treat this like work. I have to get it done. And for every hour that I record is like six hours of other shit. Of editing and sound. And oh, there's echo now. And then there's fucking reverb. And then whatever, man. Like That person's lips don't match the words there. Yeah. And then people cancel. And then I have to figure out a way to get the shit out there. But, uh, you know, it's all good. I just got to make sure that consistency is key with anything that you do. And if I don't stick the fucking hammer down and make sure it gets done, that's the only way this can drift into obscurity and have zero. You know how you make an unsuccessful podcast? Don't podcast. Don't podcast. Exactly. That's how you do it. All right, man. Okay, leave it there. I've drunk all mine, but cheers, Mike. I'll still touch it. Cheers. Cheers. I appreciate that. I think this is episode 26, man. Don't forget to... Oh, yeah, I got to clap at the end. I got to clap clap at the end. See? (laughs) We're learning, people. We're learning how to do this shit. All right, everybody. This is the Stronghold Podcast, episode 26. Jake, I appreciate you doing this for me, man. Thanks for stepping in. Thanks for helping out with the sound. I hope we can manage to fix the echo. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Cheers.